You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the First and Ten Podcast, brought to you by Blogging the Boys, powered by SB Nation. As always, Tony Catalina and Aiden Davis here to talk all things Dallas Cowboys following their Week 13 win over the Seattle Seahawks. And it was a uh, a thrilling victory, a victory that um, was different than what we've been used to seeing this year. So we're going to dissect all of that. I know we had talked about it for a few days now within the network. And so we won't spend too, too, too much time on it, but we want to give our initial thoughts before we do that. Aiden, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I, I don't talk about it a lot on the podcast. I mentioned it a few times. I am a UT fan. Figured out this morning that we're in the college football playoff. The Cowboys are rolling. Yeah. Life is, I finally enjoy being a football fan. This is what success <laughs> feels like. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah, this, uh, and on the other hand, I won't spend too much time on it, but being a Georgia fan, this is uh, uncharted yeah, territory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's funny. A team that wins 29 straight games, loses one and bounces out of the playoffs. But the system's flawed, but it's the last year of it. So, you know, whatever. Next year, I don't think that we'll have to worry too, too much about deserving it when there's 12 teams involved. But I digress. Um, with that being said, the Cowboys, thrilling matchup with the Seattle Seahawks. Like I said, uh, we had talked about it on the network for three days now or so. Um, but if you had missed it or you live under a rock, the Cowboys found a way to win a uh, an impressive, hard-fought battle against the Seattle Seahawks. So before we get any further, Aiden, just give me your initial thoughts and how everything went down and how you uh, you accepted it or took it, so, so to speak. Well, when I wasn't watching the refs throw a flag on every penalty. It was a really fun game to watch. And this is, I'm not even complaining. Like, I'm not saying it's not like the Cowboys got screwed or anything in this game. It was purely just like every single play had a penalty and it was infuriating to watch, but overall it was all right. It was an ugly win. The defense, it was not Dan Quinn's finest performance, but that continues to look like an MVP and the Cowboys beat a team over 500. So, I mean, I I saw like I was overjoyed with the victory, but overall it was it was a solid win. Come from behind. I'm nothing to nothing to turn your nose at. Yeah, you know, similarly, you know, I look at it and I'm saying, um, this the offense, this is exactly what we needed, right? We knew every week that it wasn't just gonna always be about the defense being the the superior group and and the way that Dak Prescott has played over the last month. Like you knew that he was going to be able to do something like this. And I had a lot of respect. I know the numbers don't really back it up. But when you look at the Seahawks secondary, like Reek Woolen, who we interviewed on the show, and they got, you know, Devin Witherspoon and Quandre Diggs, they have a a formidable secondary. So I thought it would be a little tougher sledding than it was. But you know, for, for Dak Prescott and that offense to be able to do that, put the team on their back, never punt, which is super impressive and super rare in the NFL. I think they said for neither team to ever punt in a game, only the fifth time in NFL history. So, um, yeah, 
I mean, pretty impressive, pretty, uh, pretty unique stuff there, but, uh, you know, we'll get into it further. I don't want to touch too much on it now because we're going to do an entire segment on it, but the defense, um, it, it struggled a little bit, but it, it, it clamped up when they need to, but, um, for them to not have their A game and still find a way to win against a very desperate Seattle team. Seattle needed that win. They needed that to continue to, I mean, they got a tough sled coming up with, uh, 49ers and the Eagles so to get their best and to still find a way to win that's super impressive for the Cowboys yeah I mean I'm not mad about this win at all it was a win in prime time against a team over 500 I'm not going to pretend like the Seahawks are the master class of the NSC or anything but some stuff to address some stuff to worry about but you have 10 days to address it before the big game against Philly let's just hope and there's no reason to believe that Mike McCarthy's not going to fix it yeah, and I have a little different disposition on it. And again, we'll talk about it because we have some good segments to talk about. But I'm less worried. Like, I'm not too overly concerned about the Eagles game as I am concerned with the next one and the next one and the next one because I just want to win, right? Like, continue to win and, and you'll handle what you can handle. You want to beat the Eagles because you want to stay within the NFC East race. Um, But just winning football games, you're going to put yourself in a good spot. Don't really necessarily worry about what they're doing. Because, you know, them being 10 and 2 after just losing to the 49ers and us 9 and 3, we still got a lot that has to go right to win the division. So just play good football, stay healthy, put some good film together. And and however the chips fall, just be ready to rock, whether that's a home game throughout or if that's the, you know, you're going to be a road team every week, whatever the case may be, the Cowboys should just be built and ready to go moving forward. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this last week, but. Even with the Eagles loss today and the Cowboys win, I'm I still don't really like that once or that winning the division. I'm still don't think it's going to happen given the Cowboys schedule. But you're right. I mean, either way, you're going to have to go through one of either the Niners or the Eagles. If not both, you're likely going to you might have to score off against the Lions who are looking hot like you're going to have to be good teams regardless of your seed. So at this point, just hope that the Cowboys gain momentum heading into the postseason. Let me ask you this directly about the quarterback. Is he, I mean, all the numbers, all the statistics pointing towards it. Is he fully in that MVP conversation to you? He's, if I, I truly believe that if voting happened today and people were to cast their ballots, Dak Prescott would be the NFL MVP. I do think that, the reason that Dak Prescott's currently second in MVP voting is a result of their upcoming schedule. If Dak loses again to Jalen Hurts, especially at home, I think they'll likely give the award to Jalen. And then after that, you still have to, I don't think you have to win all of them, but in order to be an MVP quarterback, you have to beat likely three out of two or two out of three of the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Lions. So I think it's more of a result of the Vegas saying Dak's, as of now, is the MVP, but he has a really tough test coming up where he does have to continue to prove that he is the MVP. Do you think, and I again, we record in this 10 minutes after the Eagles game, do you think that loss hurts Hurts' his odds at all in the in the race? Yeah, because Hurts looked bad today. Yeah. I mean, great. We'll, we'll talk about it later, but man, the Niners are really scary, and they, and they made Hurts look bad. And so I, I would assume after this week, the odds will be pretty much even. I do think next week is like, like 70 percent of the mvp race like who, yeah. whichever quarterback wins next week i think will immediately shoot up to odds on favorite and i don't think it's gonna be particularly close and i mean we're gonna talk about it here but like i feel really confident about the way dak prescott's playing like i just don't see him dropping off a cliff or or 
you know, the Eagles are for anytime you play a familiar opponent, especially opponent that he's now eight and four against, like you got to feel pretty good about it. I know the Eagles as a whole are a good team and what they do scares me more on the offensive side of the ball than on the defensive side of the ball. So I think Dak is going to be able to play well. And I'm banking on the fact that Terrence Steele is not going to have the worst game of his life again, right? Like he's not going to give up five sacks to Hassan Reddick. I think there's a more concerted effort to give him some help and make sure that doesn't happen again. So there's a lot of things moving in their favor. Plus it's a home game. So you feel pretty good about, you know, about the rematch. Yeah. I was going to say the big part of that is you're not playing at home. The Lincoln Lincoln financial field is after AT&T stadium. Weirdly enough, might be the most difficult <laughs> place to play, if not the most difficult place to play. And now you get to have home field advantage, which the Cowboys continue to prove they don't lose at home. And they really has Dak ever dropped two games to one opponent in mm. in a year. I'd be shocked so. if he's dropped one two NFC. So there's a lot working towards the Cowboys favor. That said, the Eagles are still a tough team and the Cowboys need to get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of tough, let's let's go to our second segment here. And I want to talk about the defense. Um, you kind of posed this and it's a great question. Um, I think it's a question a lot of people in Cowboys Nation ask themselves. Are you worried about the defense? Do you think this is an outlier? Do you think there's more of something to come? I mean, we are facing some some stiff competition, the Lions, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Eagles, like formidable offenses. Uh, are we should, should we be worried here moving on for the next month? Worry, I wouldn't say worried in the sense that like we're gonna see what Gino did every week. I don't expect I expect the defense to stiffen up. I do not expect Deron Bland to continue to have that bad of a game every week. But I will say the see what the Seahawks did, they did they just relied on okay, we're not even gonna try the ground game. We're gonna put the ball in Gino's hands, which worked, and we are not gonna allow the pass rush to get home. It's gonna be quick passes and we are going to pass a lot. And the result was successful. Like if you look at the Cowboys upcoming opponents they haven't faced a lot of great quarterbacks heading into this side of their schedule. They now have to play Hurts, Josh Allen, uh, Jared Goff, who isn't quite to the other quarterbacks tier, and then Tua. Like, you're playing good quarterbacks who can get the ball out fast. And, I mean, we'll see. If those second, like, there's reason to be worried that in the right matchup and if the quarterback's willing to get the ball out fast – the Dallas secondary can be beat. It's not like they're a lockdown Legion of Boom defense. They can be beat, and that worries me. Yeah, I think um, we had talked about it a couple of weeks ago, how how the 49ers scared the Cowboys because they do a lot of things that are you know counterproductive for this Cowboys defense. I feel the same way about Miami. I think Miami can do a lot yeah. of different things that can confuse you. And again, that's not even until Christmas Eve, so I'm not going to worry about that just yet. But what I will say why I'm less concerned, and, and I guess maybe maybe – Maybe I am a little concerned just in the sense that the Seattle Seahawks faced and came in with desperation, right? I had talked about it earlier that this team needed a win and they played like a team who needed a win. But I would say styles make fights, right? Just way the same way that the 49ers have our number. I don't know if the Cowboys are going to face a one through three wide receiver group that are better than the Seattle Seahawks. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and, 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 um, What's his name? Smith, Jackson Smith, uh, Jackson and Smith and Jigba. Those three, one through three. I don't know if there's a better group of three wide receivers the Cowboys are going to face all season. I mean, each do something so uniquely different, but do it at such a high level. It it posed a problem. You know, I I mean, I don't know if you're looking it up, but it posed the problem that I don't know if the Cowboys are really necessarily prepared for. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm I agree with you. I do like the main thing was Deron Bland 
that was hopefully the worst game of his career. He it's was be, yeah. horrific in that game. But we do know he's a great cornerback. He's not the Trayvon Diggs opportunist. He knows how to lock receivers down, and I expect that to return to form against in the back half of the season. But what I will say, I don't want to do revisionist, revisionist history on this game because we talked about it last week. Coming into this game, the before this game, the Seahawks' points scored was 3, 29, 16, and 13. And then they come out against what should be a great Dallas defense, and they drop 35 points. Like, to me, I the weapons are there. Geno Smith's not a bad quarterback most of the time. But, like, you, you shouldn't allow 35 points to this team. And I, I don't – I am a little bit concerned about that. Yeah, I think this level of concern for sure. I think – um Anytime you look at situational, I put a lot of stock in the in the in the emotion of it. And that's why, again, I'm going to mention the fact that like, man, Seattle gave you every single thing they had, everything they got. I mean, Geno Smith, he deleted it, but he posted like a tweet or put an X up of like the bruise on his arm and just how beat up he was and like the, the grueling stuff that he had to go through just to play that game. Like, I think Seattle understood what they have for a road ahead of them and how things are going to get out of hand for them. I even, cause you know, I had to write article about it um over the week. Like Pete Carroll was unafraid to say how much this game mad mattered to them. And I just think when a team has that, you're going to get their best punch. Plus it's the Cowboys. Plus it's in Dallas. Plus it's a primetime game. Like, Dak even alluded to it this week. Like, yeah, we don't play, we haven't played the greatest competition, but I promise you we're getting everybody's best shot. And I paraphrase that, but that's pretty much what he said. And so, yeah, there are things, there are technical things in, in X's and O things to be worried about with this defense, but you also found a way to weather a, a pretty tough storm with a team who had their back against the wall. And um, while there are things to be worried about, you got to commend that at least. No, no. And I, I completely agree with everything you said. And I don't want to do like the chicken look like I'm, mm-hmm. uh, oh, this defense is a problem now. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm so scared about like this, like us allowing 70 points. We're going to lose because of our defense. That's not the way that I'm looking at this. What I'm doing is I'm, I've seen a full season's resume from the secondary to know that they're not what they put out on Thursday night and they're going to be better than that. But I am keeping this in the back of my mind for the Philly game to where if Jalen Hurts tears us up, I'm, starting not i'm not pounding the alarm but i'm start i'm lightly pressing that button of i might be getting a little bit concerned yeah no i mean it's fair i mean when you look at it there's gonna it's only gonna get harder right like geno smith is not the best quarterback you're gonna face even though i said he, he probably had the best cast of wide receiving weapons but you look at jalen hurts Devontae smith's gonna be a problem you know and aj green's a problem and i mean i'm sorry aj brown's a problem and they're trying to get Dallas Goddard back. I don't know, if, you know, how bone, how quick a bone can heal, but they they had him doubtful this week. We'll see what happens next week. Um, they'll come in. They're going to come in and be a pissed off team too. So you're going to get everybody's best shot, and I think it does help us, right? I, I've said on the show a million times on this network a million times. I like learning lessons in victory. The Cowboys are not going to, yeah. especially defensively, are not going to be satisfied with what they put on tape there. They still found a way to win, but if they can channel that and move forward to understand how big this game is, you know, to them or to the fan base or whatever the case may be, whatever mo- external motivation they need, uh, I think they're going to be able to channel that into something positive. Okay. So rate your panic level one to 10 for the Cowboys defense. Uh, defense as a whole. I, I will say we did also allude to it after the commander's game that it was once again, not the secondary's best performance. And now we have two weeks, but one to 10. 
Fair enough. Um, defense as a whole, probably like a six, but the secondary, probably like a seven and a half, eight, because I've already had my reservations about Stefan Gilmore. He's quieted it because he's he's a steady veteran and he and he's been able to play steady the play, but he can be beat. And then we've seen Jerome Bland's possible to get beat, and Jordan Lewis gets beat more more so than those guys. So yeah, I'd say it's about a seven and a half to an eight. Yeah, I'm I don't have any problem with it. If anything, I think I'd put my confidence in or my panic level in the defense lower than you. Secondary I, I mm. would probably be or right around that same level. Yeah. I uh, yeah, like as a whole, I, I'm my thing is they found a way to like kind of even though Micah makes plays and they're still getting pressures, like they're able to neutralize it a little bit by getting the ball out so quickly. And then it becomes on the linebackers and the secondary to make tackles and be in the right position. And, you know, Deron Bland plays off the ball so far. I think that's one of the biggest things where the cushion is so crazy. But uh, there are some things they got to work on. And um, I think it's it's right within Cowboys Nation's um, rights to to feel a little worried about, it, especially with the slate coming up. Yeah, uh, I don't want to. No, oh, I was just gonna just to end it on a positive note. You mentioned that the Cowboys were they their backs were up against the wall, and the defense only allowed seven points in the fourth quarter. Those seven points coming pretty much exactly as the fourth quarter started. So they showed up when they needed to, and they got the job done. Absolutely. And so let's kind of turn the page to our third topic here. Something more current day. Like I said, we're recording this just mere minutes after the Eagles got dismantled by the 49ers here. And the one I want to talk about a little bit since they're our next opponent, our biggest division rival, somebody who's in our way. Uh, Aiden, what's your initial thoughts? I mean, I'll tell you what real quick for me. Uh, I don't know if this is more about the Eagles or just the fact that the 49ers look like they're a juggernaut. So um, I'm interested to hear what you got to say. Yep, you you stole it. I I've never felt worse about an Eagles loss in my life. Like the <laughs> Eagles, like the fact that the Niners went out there and they did exactly what they did to the Cowboys again to the Eagles, like that terrifies me. When we're when we're talking about when the Niners need to show up against good teams, i.e. the Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, they can boat race you. That scares me to death, knowing that they're if you want to get to the Super Bowl, you have to go through the Niners at some point. And so I don't think like we mentioned it at the at the top. I really don't I've essentially given up hope that the Cowboys are gonna win the division, even with this loss. And so at this point, honestly, what might be best is the Eagles keeping the one seed so that if the Cowboys win in the first round, they can go to Philly. I'd rather play Philly than the Niners in the first round. So this in in a weird way, like a Eagles loss here, assuming you're not like bought into the, oh, the Cowboys can still win the division. And the Eagles win here might actually have been better. What I saw today where the 49ers look like the greatest team of all time, that <laughs> I do not want to see that. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year 
at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, and it's funny. I know blogging the boys and we got a lot of heat because Danny Phantom put up a yep. a different perspective than people, but like people didn't take the time to like read the sound logic. And like, I think a lot of people let their pride get in the way of what they were saying. Like for me personally, I just went in there and said, watching the game as a spectator, I'm like any outcome, I'm going to really be okay with this because if the 49ers can show to be frauds, I'm cool with that. If the Eagles showed they can be frauds, I love that. At the end of the day, like I just wanted these two teams to be physically just beating each other up, you know, kind of bruised and battered a little bit and just show some, you know, some chinks in the armor. You know what I mean? I just want a little something that could show that these teams have weaknesses. And I think it's the 49ers don't look like they got too many weaknesses no. <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? But uh, they're um, <laughs> it's uh, it's been tough. Like it, it's fun to watch it, but at the same time, understand that if the Cowboys want to get to where they want to go, it's going to be a tough road. Right. And they're going to have to face one of these two teams. And I think right now it's clear that you'd probably rather play the Eagles than the 49ers. So going back to that, like I, that Danny Phantom post, you mentioned it. People did not, not everybody agreed with it. I didn't see a. I didn't have a problem with it at all. What do you think about that? Like, are you kind of, are you kind of in the boat that, like, are, here here's the thing. Are you rather? I'd rather have the like optimize my odds right now for the Cowboys having the easiest playoff schedule, or are you in the boat that I'm gonna die on the winning the NFC East hill until it's over? Which both perspectives are completely fair. Yeah, I mean, I. I'm I'm I take I try to take emotion out of it, right? I know I'm a we're a passionate fans and and we and we lead with our heart because why else would we do this if we didn't? But I also look at my team with like a try to be pragmatic about it and try to be analytical and I want the easiest route possible. I don't care what anybody says about that. Whatever that looks like, if I've actually kind of in my mind kind of resided to the fact that I'm cool with the five seed. Like the idea of Me trying too. to play the Falcons or the Saints in the first round is like something that like I'm welcoming, right? Like, I want to win that first one. And then, like you said, if the Eagles are one seed, give us a shot at Philly. I think we can go into Philly and we can beat Philly, right? And then you're going to have to slay the dragon with the 49ers at some point. And, you know, not a single Eagle fan in the world is apologizing for the road they went on last year when they had to beat Daniel Jones and then they had to beat a third string like Josh Johnson and then Brock Party who couldn't throw a football. They still went to the Super Bowl, still had a chance to win it. Nobody's saying a word about that. I don't care what the road looks like. Just to get there, if you have some dominoes fall your way, I'm certainly not going to apologize for that. I completely agree. And I'm also in complete agreement with you that the five seed, like, it, it the the Cowboys' odds of taking the five seed is so high at this point that, like, I'm cool with it. Like, yes, it's not as glorious as an NFC East title, but you mentioned it. You're going to get to play a completely winnable NFC South game in the first round, and then... Hopefully you get to draw Philly because I really don't want to play the Niners in the second round again. So I think Danny Phantom's point today was if Philly, if Philly had won, that pretty much locks them up for the one seed, which would likely mean the Cowboys are going to Philly in the second. So like I see both sides of the argument. I understand not wanting to give up hope on the NFC's title. It's still alive, but I today's like, the Niners win wasn't all great for the Cowboys. Sure. And I would say this. I mean, I'm not trying to be pessimistic about the the outlook of it. Even if, like, with this loss, and even if the Cowboys win against Philly next week, 
the road still favors the Eagles to win the division. So if they can get smacked by the 49ers and we can go ahead and smack them ourselves, they may still win the battle, but we could still win the war, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I want to show that this team can get punched in the mouth. They did today. And then I want to see that we can, you know, on our turf, we can kind of do something similar to them and come out victorious. I think that is something that can be commendable, even if they end up with the five seed regardless. So, yeah, I think what Danny's saying is is true, but people that were rooting for the 49ers today, I think they have merit in that as well. No, no, no. And trust me, I <laughs> it's, it's not like I was wearing a Jalen Hurts yeah. jersey saying, Yeah, go AJ Brown, go. No, I was <laughs> I was look I was just watching it completely like either result I'm fine with. Yeah. But I my thing is is the Cowboys are my team. I hate I will always hate Philly, especially during this week. Philly is the worst of the worst of the NFL, but I'm not going to put my Cowboys fandom behind that Philly hatred. My Cowboys fandom always comes first. And so if, if a Philly win helps the Cowboys out in some way, it helps my number one team out. My Absolutely. second favorite team is whoever's playing the Eagles. So today, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. I mean, it's fair. So let's talk about it here for a second. Let's, um let's kind of change the, the, the topic. It's still Cowboys Eagles, but let's do more directly about a preview of the upcoming game. Yep. Is there anything that we already know from the last time we played, we kind of understand the strengths and the weaknesses, right? Their strength is their offensive line. I think their weakness, I mean, despite James Bradbury and, and Darius Lee is maybe their secondary, right? Like Eli Ricks in there. He's somebody that I think should be targeted at all times. Um, but with that being said, Aiden, when you look at the Cowboys-Eagles matchup, what are some of the things that you're looking for on Sunday? So two things that have changed since the last time Cowboys played the Eagles is, number one, the Cowboys rushing game has gotten a lot better. We didn't talk about it during the Seahawks game, but that running attack that the Cowboys put on against the Seahawks looked good. Tony Pollard was, what it, I don't know what he finished at yards per carry-wise, but it seemed like every time it was five, six yards a clip. The Eagles... The Eagles run defense is still really good, but if you get that support and that help from the run game, granted, I still expect Cowboys to shift to like an 80% pass rate. Like it's the Cowboys are still going to be airing it out first because that's how you can beat the Eagles. But if you get that ground game support after you've just gashed them through the air, that's huge. And I'd love to see Pollard put up a respectable performance against a really, really good run defense. I think that would help us out. And then in terms of the Philly side, what's changed on the Philly offense? I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily changed, but Jalen Hurts, like these last few weeks, he's been he's been skating by in the second half. Didn't do it this week, but like you look at the Bills game, you look at the Chiefs game, he does nothing in the first half and then completely lights it up in the second half. Cowboys take advantage of the first half and then put them away in the second half. Like that's how you beat the Eagles. The Chiefs weren't able to do it. The Bills weren't able to do it. The Niners were able to put Hurts away in the second half. That's all you like. If he's going to come out flat, please take advantage. Yeah, I think um, what you're saying makes a lot of sense, right? And the way I look at it is I, I take a lot from what happened in the last game. You know, first and goal at the six-yard line, the Cowboys should have won the game. We're talking about this in a totally different light. We're sitting here at 10-2. and two, They're 10-2. and two. This game has a whole different kind of outlook on it. But that's water under the bridge, right? Now you move forward. But what you take from that game is – the Cowboys had a plan of attack. And I think that if they can kind of lean into that, where they're getting CD lamb, the ball, maybe running on the edge, they're using the run to set up the pass. You're using the pass to set up the run, like whatever they got to do for a plan of attack. I think they, they were onto something last time. I think what I think the big difference will be is 
is the Cowboys, if 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 mental plays in any of it, I think they know now for sure that they belong on the same field as the Eagles, right? I think at the last time they were trying to figure that out. Okay, like we can beat up on bad teams, but what do we look like against, you know, the cream of the crop? And I think the Cowboys have no doubt about who they can play with. And I think the Eagles are one of those teams. Also, specifically, like I mentioned Terrence Steele. If if Terrence Steele just doesn't have the worst game of his life, I think the Cowboys probably win by a touchdown. You know, and and if there's little silly things that happen, like if Jake Ferguson runs his route six inches deeper, it's a totally different. I mean, I'm sorry, Luke Schoolmaker runs his six inches deeper. It's it's a touchdown, totally different game. So I think in a game of inches, in a game where the ball has to bounce your way, there are some schematic analytical things that the Cowboys can do. But I also don't expect it to just be completely one sided when it comes to the luck, the luck favor. You know what I mean? And there's nothing you can't even really quantify that. But I think something will change in that that effect. No, I mean, we talked about it after the last year was literally and it wasn't like it was penalties or anything, but everything, every ball bounced the wrong way when the Cowboys. I think they forced three fumbles against the Eagles and the Eagles recovered every single one of them. them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Lux, hopefully the luck is on our side. That's a stupid thing to say, as a, <laughs> a of course. But yeah, hopefully it's the bounce ball, ball bounces our way a little mm-hmm. bit more this time. But I think you mentioned like today. At least the Cowboys saw this game and say, "Hey, saw the Eagles game today and said, hey, that Niners game. Let's throw it out the window. The Niners can, as we've seen, the Niners can obliterate bad teams. We've we have completely forgotten about it. It was a five-point game against the Eagles last time, a matter of inches on like three different plays, Mm -hmm. you can beat this Eagles team. And I fully expect Dallas to come out with, they're going to be really pissed off after the last Eagles game. They had a swagger to them against the Seahawks, which I love. They're going to be ready, man. And on top of that, right, and I don't think we give them enough credit. Cowboys fans, when it's a big game, they get up for it, right? I know that they have a reputation for being somewhat of a cheese and wine crowd a little bit, but at the same time, it's the Eagles week. And when you when you got when you got the way Dak Prescott's playing right now and the way this team is rolling right now to welcome the Eagles in on Sunday night football with everything out in front of them, I expect the home crowd to play a real factor in this. Add to the fact that you got a quarterback who's playing like the best quarterback in football and a defense who's highly motivated with a guy like Michael Parsons who can kind of set the tone and set the demeanor. I, I really do think that we're going to see a, a fascinating football game. Now, I get a little nervous about the emotional side of things because we saw how amped up they were against the 49ers, and they got stomped out. But I say that to set up this question. Do you feel better about the 49ers loss after you've seen what they just did to the Eagles? Absolutely, I do. Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen the Niners, and I mentioned it when we debriefed the game, but, like, the Niners can ab- just obliterate bad teams, which is... What other team in like I've never seen a team like this that's just like they have two blowout victories against two of the best teams in right. football. Like it's absurd. They're only so the competition, that, you know, and they yeah. and they kill them. No, exactly. Like if they they could beat the Chiefs by forty points, and I wouldn't be surprised. Like that's just the 49ers just have this in them. So I I've thrown the 49ers game out the window. I mean, we'll see if the Cowboys match up with them again. Don't feel I won't feel great about it. But in terms of this Eagles matchup, like, yeah, the only real test we've seen so far with the Cowboys, like throw the Niners game out now. Then the only real test we've seen is the Eagles game, which, as we mentioned, luck wasn't going their way. You weren't at home. You were inches away several times. Like, yes, I feel great about this game. 
Me too. And, and you know what? I think the Cowboys will kind of take some of that too. I don't think they take any pride in the way they got beat by the 49ers, but I think there's almost kind of like a, a, a weight off the shoulder to sit here and say like, okay, yeah, like we had a bad game. We got steamrolled by this team, but like even the team that was supposed to be the best team in football just got smacked by these guys. Now, obviously the 49ers are the boogeyman right now and a, and a problem moving forward, but that's not who we got to play. And we don't got to worry about them until we get to the promised land, right? Like there's a real chance you probably won't see the 49ers to the NFC championship game. Right. So you're not, you're not really worried about them. You just know that you take something from that and say, okay, that that's, they're doing that to a lot of teams. So let's, let's not kind of worry and harp on that, but um, kind of last thing to wrap about this segment before we move on to our final segment here is um, talk. Give me, give me your um a score prediction. Here. Give me something. How you feel the flow of this game? And I know it's hard to pick these games, especially it's you know when you listen to this, it's Monday. We got a whole week to think about it. But what's Aiden's initial thoughts about this game? Yeah, I, we talk about this a lot, but I think in this game more than most, it's really important how the Cowboys come out and how they start the game. You mentioned the energy. The energy is going to be there. The crowd's going to be buzzing. You don't want to have this game play out similar to the 49ers opening where it's just like, oh, we just got punched in the mouth like in the first 10 minutes of the game. And now it's just like it completely takes the life out of what we'll be building over this next week between the two fan bases going back and forth, fans getting into it. The Cowboys are probably going to run out of field. Dak will do his little jump and it's going to be pretty hype. You don't want to get smacked in the mouth after that. And we I mentioned it earlier, Jalen Hurts starts slow, take full advantage. If you can go up by two scores heading into half and then just put them away in the second half, that's how the Cowboys win this game. If you let them, if you make mental mistakes and let them hang around in the first half and then let Jalen Hurts explode in the second half, that's where things can go real south. So I expect the former to happen. I expect the Cowboys to start hot. They've been doing it lately. I expect the defense to put them away in the second half. I'm going another exciting game. I'm going to say 31 to 27. Mm, okay. That's not a bad number. And I was kind of, while you were talking, I was fighting about how I wanted to go with this. But I think what a lot of you, what you said makes a lot of sense. And I think the Cowboys got to come out hot. They kind of got to bring the fight to them early. They got to show, like you said, that they're not afraid of them, that they belong on the same field as this team. And I think that, again, understanding that, even if winning this game and you still end up with the five seed, you want this game just for, for the mental, right? You want this game for the mentals. You want to be able to go out there, beat this Eagles team. This fan base, I think a lot of people forget, is more of a, a fan base rivalry than anything, right? It's it's not really – the guys on the field actually like respect and like each other. Like Darius Slade talks nicely about Dak Prescott all the time. But with that being said, it's an important game, and, and they're going to get up for it. I think it'll be high scoring. I think this defense is back to the phase of show me before I'm going to say assume that you're going to figure it out. So I think that the Eagles score 31 points in this one, but I think the Cowboys score 34 and end up winning by three. Do you want to guess the spread? I don't know. Have you seen RJ's tweet yet? I haven't. I haven't seen the spread. I'm going to guess. Right. Because they're at home, I'd probably say like, Minus three or something. The Cowboys favorite. What was your score prediction? 34-31. You nailed it on both fronts. The Cowboys are exactly <laughs> three-point favorites, which is, it was essentially the line when the Cowboys met up against Philly. What we know yeah. is that in on a neutral field, these two teams are completely even, which, Identical. by the way, is not a, yeah, which everybody's, 
before this week was crying the Eagles is the best team in the NFL. So that is not mm-hmm. a slap in the face to the Cowboys. Not at all. Not at all. And so let's let's wrap it up real quick. It is one more topic. I didn't prep you on this, but I, I feel like we're going to get an answer maybe before this, this show even drops. But I want to ask you, as we record this at 8.18 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.18 Central Time, is Shaq Leonard a Cowboy or is he an Eagle? I Here's my thing. I really don't know if the Cowboys is there still interest from the do we know that there's interest from the Cowboys side because we've yeah. heard rumors about okay so the Cowboys He's are still interested between the two of them with an answer expected like Monday the latest then he's a Cowboy like you think I mean he went into this week at least in my mind saying okay let's see how the two teams perform this week the Cowboys win a big one on primetime with clearly a defense that could use a guy like Shaq Leonard and then the Eagles just got boat raced by the Niners. Like, if that was his only criteria for picking was how the two teams performed this way and how they looked against their yeah. above 500 opponents this week, then it is clearly the Cowboys. I That's the only, like, I don't know what else, what other criteria he has. Maybe mm-hmm. the Howie Roseman's going to end up throwing him an extra $5 million after this game. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, based off what we saw this week, I'd say Cowboys. I think what's the part that people aren't, like, realizing is that because of how the the Colts contract was structured and him getting cut and waived, the money is doesn't matter. He's gonna make the same money no matter where he's at. He has to pick a situation, isn't it? If you're cut and waived, then you can re-sign a new contract as opposed to well, they because they waived it, no one picked it up. They're still on the hook uh, for the guaranteed money that was you know owed to him. So realistically, yeah. like when a coach goes and goes coach somewhere else, he's still got to pick up the tab from the other team. Um, all money's pretty even Jerry alluded to the fact that is this isn't a money question. This is a does he want to be here question. So that's where I'm leaning. I don't know where he wants to be. So correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I, I might completely misunderstand waivers in this case. I thought because he was waived and nobody picked, nobody claimed them during the waiver period, the Colts are still on the Colts still owe him his guaranteed money. Right. But now new teams get to bid for him. They get to so the waiver is is what it is, right? So the contract isn't picked up. And as that's going on, um, you can talk about the money, but the money that he's going to make is already known, right? Like that's okay. what, you know okay. what I mean? So yeah, you can, there's incentives you can play and stuff. And I was just thrown off because of the ghost that was over your shoulder, but no, <laughs> the door just opened up and you know, that's funny. I wish people had a video element to that, but um, no. So for, for me, I'll say this. I, I think, the Cowboys make the most sense, but Howie Roseman seems to get the guys, and I'm used to getting hurt. So I'm going to say he ends up an eagle, unfortunately. But I hope I'm wrong, and I would love to be wrong. I mean, if you're playing the odds based off history, yeah, he's probably an eagle. Yeah. And you know, as far as that, now I'm just terrified about this door opening. <laughs> yeah, I we got, don't have know, video, gotta, but this is terrifying. I got to cut this up and like send it out because the last like minute of the show, there's some type of the door opened up, and there's got to be a ghost there. But no, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> I gotta let you go now because I don't want you to get um, you know, possessed here while we're talking. But any last thoughts? Yeah, real quick. Don't, no explanation needed. Give me your MVP from the game. Uh, no, Dak Prescott doesn't count. Can't pick I was gonna Dak say Prescott. I was gonna say Dakota Rain Prescott, but no. Um, uh, that's a good question. Um, CD Lamb. You know, CD Lamb's yeah. a stud. You know, I'd give it to CD if I can't yeah. pick Dak. I'm. He's never going to win it in this offense, so I'll give him his flowers now. Tony Pollard. Okay. Don't give Tony Pollard. He looked yeah. good. 
He had a couple of missed blocks, but you know what? He he found a way. He got in the end zone. He did his thing. He also had one amazing chip block on Jamal Adams. True. It's not about it's just like Deron Bland. You can get beat a hundred times. You make that play and forget about it. But yeah. <laughs> another episode of the first to 10 podcast. Next, next time we talk to you, will be post Cowboys Eagles. Hopefully the Cowboys get their 10th win in the season. If not, if so, doesn't matter. We'll be here to dissect it all. But from Tony Catalina and Aiden Davis, I hope everybody has a great week and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Plot 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit MethodProducts.com to unleash your inner shower.